Hey there, welcome to the Golden Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Hockham, photographer and founder of the Golden Brand. What is it that drives you forward even when the next step feels like jumping off of a cliff? On the Golden Brand Podcast, we focus on seeing the unseen, bringing moments to life. Join me for conversations with creatives, embracing curiosity, possibility, and pivots. On this podcast, we focus on the moment you realize your idea has legs, and we uncover what happens next. Welcome to the Golden Brand Pod. We're so glad you're here. The turning point for your beautiful brand is just one photo shoot away. You already know that a brand is so much more than a logo, colors, and a font, and you might already know that the key to an authentic brand is hidden in the emotional experience you create with potential clients, combined with your overall presence, authority, and expertise as a creative. I have a brand new freebie that you are going to love. This is perfect for anyone who is ready to have a professional brand photo shoot done either by me or someone else. It is the ultimate guide to brand photography. And let me tell you, this is a masterclass in itself. It's a totally free resource that you can download in the show notes. I'll leave the link for you below. But know that this is going to be the strategy that sets you apart from your competitors with better branding through intentional photography. And I've shared this with you before, and I want to say it again. We believe in pretty with a purpose, moxie and marketing, if you will, because your beautiful images aren't going to do their job if they don't have strategy behind them. And that is what I have packed into this guide and checklist for you. When you sign up for it, you'll receive a series of supportive emails that take you deeper into each lesson. Like I said, it's a total masterclass in preparing for your brand photo shoot like a pro. So whether you're planning on working with me or someone else, I encourage you to grab this and run with it. All right, link in the show notes. I can't wait to hear what you do with it. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Golden Brand Pod. This week, I have another very special guest episode for you. The one, the only, Lori Gunning Grossman. You are going to be so inspired by this conversation with her. And let me give you some background so you have a full appreciation for what you are about to hear. So I have been stalking Lori (laughs) just a little bit. Over the past few years, she produced an incredible podcast called At Home with Hunker. She was the host of that, and I just fell in love with her voice, her outlook on life, and the careful way that she hosted her guests to ensure that they always shined their best and their brightest. So, of course, she sets the bar pretty high when it comes to being a podcast host. But nevertheless, I reached out and I asked her to join me today for this conversation because she had a life pivot. 
And she had this sort of life pivot that would knock even the most centered person off kilter. And I've been watching her navigate the ebbs and flows of this major life change with such grace and curiosity and generosity and just pure enthusiasm for everything that she's experiencing in life right now. And that to me, to be able to handle something that, like that and navigate it in that way is just purely, purely inspirational. So I asked her to sit down with me and take a look at how that journey has been for her and share some advice that will be helpful for you if you're navigating something similar. And bonus, you should know that the artwork for this episode that you can see on my Instagram profile, follow me at the Golden Brand Co., was taken by Lori herself because she is a member of the Self Portrait Studio membership. And we had this conversation about being on the podcast and I let her know I'd like to have two photos <laughs> to use as the cover art for her special episode. And, you know, she hadn't had photos updated for a while. So she joined the self-portrait studio and she rose to the challenge. So when you go see those, you'll have an even greater appreciation for everything that you're about to hear in the episode. All right, on with the good stuff. Let's jump in. Welcome to the podcast, Lori. I'm so excited to have you here with me today to finally have this conversation. And I have so many things that I want to talk to you about. But first, I want you to know that I've wanted to have this conversation with you and you don't know this, but I've wanted to have a conversation with you since the first time I had my earbuds on the Home with Hunger podcast. So I've actually been listening to you podcast for a while. And so the fact that we're having this moment where you're here and I get to have you on my podcast is such an honor. Oh my God. I love this so much. I did not know that. Hmm. And I'm, I'm over here smiling. I've got a big smile on my face. So this is so much fun, Lisa. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, that's what I want to talk a little bit about with you today. I want to get into all of the things that have happened since then. I know you've launched a podcast all your own called Hold the Light, where you generously hold space for the light holders of the world. And we'll get all into that during our time together. But before we do, would you mind first introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about what we need to know about you? All righty. Okay. So what you need to know about me, Lori Grossman, uh, Lori Gunning Grossman. So, you know, when I think about these types of questions, um, because I ask them as well, you know, I'm going to kind of put it in, in phases of my life. So like zero to 20 was growing up in Connecticut and just leading my life, nice little life, nice girl in Connecticut. My 20s to my 30s was really like my time of exploration. And when I look back at it, I'm kind of like surprised about some of my choices because I didn't go the safe route, which I thought probably I would have done. It was when I decided to sing. It's how I met my husband. We went on the road and we performed together for many years, literally living out of our van and just had the time of our life. We were broke as can be and had the time of our life performing. And then 30s to 40s was more outward facing, you know, so it was like having my family and, you know, giving back to my community and settling down and really getting into um, my career. And so that was the kickoff, you know, up until probably um, 
actually till this last March, which you touched upon, um, you know, was when I when I was let go from my job, which we can talk more about. It was really just about my career. And and at that time I was working. I've been working in editorial and um, so a writer an editor an editorial director all um, all in the space of like where I was in my life. So first it was like in the pregnancy and parenting frame of my life. And I was working for that type of website. And then I left that and I worked for a company called eHow, which was about like crafts and DIYs and doing things, which was kind of about that life. Um, that I was leaving with my kids as they were growing up. And then I moved into Hunker, which was all about home design. And for me, that was more about my home and settling in. And that reflected my life as well. And um, and then I can tell you more about that. But that's a nutshell of bringing me up to this point right now. I, that, I mean, it's all, I, look, I love the journey and I love, <laughs> we'll get into this too, but I've been loving watching your Instagram lives in particular because it's filling in a little bit of each of those pieces in each of those phases that you just kind of introduced. And, you know, so we know you as Laurie Gunning Grossman in the editorial world and the podcaster and through your own podcast and everything that you're creating right now and exploring and learning about. And then you throw out there this um i'm picturing you as stevie nicks on the road traveling in your van with jonathan for some <laughs> reason but like you have this whole other side to you of being a performer and singing and taking this big leap in that phase of your life where you go all in on this craft and this identity as a singer with a band and like you didn't play it safe from the very beginning yeah and you know it's so it's so funny when I look back because I was very safe growing up and I still feel like I play it safe to a certain extent you know like I I like rules you know I like organization I like things to have their places but I'm 54 now and when I look back upon the trajectory of my life I think to myself oh that's that's not what I would have thought I would have done I've surprised myself along the way um yet where I am right now Lisa is you know it's really saying, okay, I've surprised myself to a certain level, but what about going to that next level? And that is how I am facing my challenges and my, and, and just like what is unfolding before me now. It's like, okay, you may have like not played it safe, safe, but now it's really time to up level it. So that's what I'm working on. Okay. So you're kind of straddling that line between letting yourself be bigger, but you're also anchoring yourself in what you just said you love so much, which are the rules and the structure. You've had this big change, right? Going from this, I don't want to use the word safety because there's really no safety or job security in any job, but you had the structure of working for someone else. And now you're in this you're kind of come full circle again. You're in the space where your time is your own and you have open space in your calendar and you have the room to create something right now. So because you love those rules so much and for anyone else who is in a big swing of change in their life right now, and maybe they don't quite know how to fill in all of the time that they're finding themselves with, how are you structuring your days? Like how has that been an anchor for you? Okay, so my first anchor that I love dearly, and this is something that I set up right before the pandemic, actually, maybe a year or two before the pandemic was when I really started digging in, is my morning routine. And because I have this and I have a space to go to every single morning, it has been such a help 
as I have been untethered in other ways. So I wake up every morning and I still did this the day after I got laid off. I got laid off in March. I had been at my job for nine and a half years. And yes, there was safety and familiarity there. And I was laid off. And I said to myself, when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm going to do the same thing. Because if I don't, I think that it will really make me feel like I'm just floating out into space. So I have a morning routine. I wake up every morning. I wake up at 5.15 and I have a, I do have a routine where I meditate and I journal. I listen to affirmations. I do stretches. I do a lot of reading and I sit. I sit in stillness and silence. And I do that for about an hour to an hour and a half every morning, at least an hour. And this is before I go on my phone, before I read emails, and I give myself that space. And I can't even begin to tell you, Lisa, like how much that has kept me grounded and centered and not feeling like I'm falling off a cliff too much. Yeah, I can imagine. So part of what you've been able to do is to carry some things that were familiar from, from having to stick to a, like a strict schedule, a strict wake up time, bedtime, and you've sort of kept those anchors. But you have also, and this is what I think is kind of genius, because you're not, you're not stuck. You are using this free time to explore what it looks like from my perspective. So many things under the sun. Um, and I had this conversation with you uh, when I was listening to your podcast. And I was listening to you discover in real time things like human design. And for example, and I remember discovering it a few years ago and learning my human design type. And it was like this light bulb just turned on for me. And I thought, this is genius. And since then, I've integrated what I needed from it and, you know, kind of kind of moved on. But I listened to that episode and I listened to just the sheer delight of discovery that you bring to it with these fresh eyes. And I was rejuvenated, like I dove back in again with this fresh interest. And so I think that you're really good at balancing things, Lori, because yes, you are anchored, but you are also so open and bringing so many new experiences in right now. So do you think it's because you have kept some anchors and so you know where your parameters are for bringing in the new? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think that the anchors do allow me to be open to the new and to be open to wonder. And, you know, I think a lot about this because I am, as I said before, I'm 54. So I am at this like second half of my life. And I'm finding so much freedom in this part of my life and so much joy. And and even when some of the freedom is a, like a little forced, like, you know, you are laid off from your job now. So now it's a new kind of freedom. I think that it is enabling me to tap into, as I said before, wonder. And that's like when I learned about human design. I'm like, I've never heard about this before. It's amazing. There's so many amazing things to learn. This is what I'm so excited about. And it doesn't get old for me. And when it comes to like personal development or even spiritual development, because that's how I see, like say human design as you were bringing up and, and seeing like how I can move in the world and maybe, you know, like parts of who I am and how I operate, like just this uncovering, like this constant of uncovering is so much fun. And I feel like that is the joy and that is the work for all of us to do 
if we choose to accept it, it's kind of like mission impossible. You know, here is your here's your mission if you choose to accept and you accept it. Your mission is to find joy and to explore and to elevate and to expand. And that's like what I'm having so much fun with. And I will say, I do think that is a conscious effort. You know, like every morning I wake up and my brain first wants to kind of go to old thought patterns. And, and maybe the first thing I think about is not the most uplifting or elevating thing. And I just like, I write my ship every day and I, and I, I'm very conscious about my energy and how I'm spending my time. Um, so I think that that, that is helpful. Um, speaking of human design, I heard that you're a generator also. I am. I'm a three, four generator. Or what do you know your numbers? I don't know my numbers. I haven't had my chart read. I did kind of one of those human design dot com or human design chart. I forget what it is, but I just did it on my own. So I don't know. Yeah, dig into your numbers because it'll tell you what kind of a generator you are. Emotional, sacral. The, I'm a sacral, so you can kind of tell if you're a sacral if you have trouble articulating why you like something. It's more of a mm-hmm or uh-uh. It's more of like a gut instinct um, versus somebody who processes emotionally. That's a little bit of a different processing. Um, but your generator energy explains why you are in such a creation and exploration mode right now and how you are taking so many things in at once. And I love, first of all, thank you for being candid about your age. I'm 50. We talked about that when I was yep. on your podcast. Um, and so I appreciate that. And I also appreciate you being candid about how this isn't necessarily easy all the time. And you do have to be very conscious about what thoughts you are choosing to think and set the tone for the day. But I think that this idea of wonder is something that we lose. I think it's something we can allow ourselves to age out of. Yes. yeah. It's a real, it's a shame. It's a real shame. And I just want to say from the outside perspective, looking in, me watching you uh, not work with Hunter or Hunker anymore, excuse me, and then having this space to create your next big thing, as wonderful and as amazing as that is, it is so easy for somebody to be put in that situation and experience a lot of fear and a lot of scarcity and go into the mode of, well, what can I do to cover myself or get what I need? And I think it's because you, and this is so beautiful, I think it's because you've tapped into this sense of wonder that the first thing you did was launch a podcast that is based on a generosity, which is the generosity of shining a light on what you call the light holders of the world. And you're having people who are doing amazing things and looking at the world kind of like from an end <laughs> back. You're doing, you have a lot of retrospective based conversations on the podcast. And I think that this is tied to your sense of wonder and the fact that you are kind of looking back over your own life and, and taking stock and then using that to decide how you want to move forward. So I just said a lot, but I think it says a lot about you that the first thing you created was to really uplift and shine a light for others. Oh, well, thank you. And, you know, I have you on the podcast and, and it's such a delightful conversation and it's people like you. This has been my joy is to 
as I say in the podcast, and you brought this up, it's to hold the light for the light holders. Because when I look around, there's so many people who are doing such beautiful work to help people and how you're doing it to to help women with you know, with self-compassion and self-kindness. And you are doing it through photography. And how cool is that? I just love it. And so I love shining the light and and it's what's fun for me. And then also I'm learning about myself in the process. And and some of the things I talk about, like one of my episodes was 20 Seconds to Courage. And I think about this all the time. And it's what is helping me launch some of my things that I've been dreaming about for a long time where I'm saying, okay, it just takes 20 seconds of courage to write the intro to your podcast or to press play on record or to reach out to that person or to write the newsletter you say you've always wanted to be doing or to launch a course or any of that stuff. And I, and I think that it, it ties into, and I don't think people have to wait. I was going to say it ties into getting older where maybe there's, hopefully people feel a little more freedom just to express themselves and to really dig into their authentic selves and not worry so much about what people think about our choices. But I do hope that people who are younger too, and I talk to my kids about this, like if you can find it earlier, that's like, that is the real gold. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, okay. So you tapped on something that I wanted to talk to you about, which was you don't have to wait. And in fact, some of these ideas and what you're bringing to life right now was germinating in your mind a few years before you actually had the space to do it. So, and I think that's something that you're passionate about is the fact that you don't have to wait. There are things you can do now. So for anybody who's listening, what advice would you give somebody to just start? So I would say to not wait until a something happens. So in my case, I got laid off and that is really what pushed me to go like, okay, up you go. Although I will say this, I think that in my other job, when I was at Hunker, I did start to think about, okay, I've been here for, it was, I've been there for nine and a half years. At some point I said, I'm not as excited to do what I was doing anymore. So how can I still bring value to what I'm doing. And this is what people can do if whether you have a job or you don't have a career. Maybe someone has been a parent, a full-time parent and they're looking to start something. It's where can I bring value? And so that was when I said to my boss at my other job, I want to produce a podcast. I just made up this position. I made up this idea and I just said can I do this? And luckily I was in a place that said, go ahead and do it. So I was able to learn and I was able to um, try something new. I think it's just that tapping into the curiosity. I think it's tapping into that 20 seconds of courage. And honestly, sometimes we just need to light a fire under ourselves because days can go by and we can keep saying, we're going to wait till tomorrow. But and this is what I think about a lot, tomorrow might not come. Mm-hmm. And this is why I talk about regrets or I've had people talk about death and dying as a way to help us live today. And this was something that helped me. When I was thinking about regrets, I thought to myself, what is something I might regret when I die? What if I die tomorrow? And I, you know, I hope that doesn't happen, but what, what will I have regretted? And that helped me make decisions. And honestly, that's helped, that helped me launch Hold the Light where I said, I will be regretful if I don't talk to these amazing people. And also if I don't show up for myself in a way that makes me feel proud or excited. So I love excavating our stories through writing. This is why I think as one tool for people to do is take time every single day 
go into silence, go into stillness. And, and, you know, silence could be just walking without listening to anything and really just let yourself hear the downloads and then pick one thing to start on. And it doesn't even have to be big, but I think that when we pick one thing that we say we want to do or we're inspired by, it builds upon each other. And we keep telling ourselves that story. Oh, I can do this. I can show up for myself. I just really feel like the big thing is to stop waiting. Stop waiting for someone to do it for you. Stop waiting for someone to give you permission. Stop waiting for the perfect moment because that's not going to come. And before you know it, our greatest resource time is going to run out. And so it's, it's kind of like taking those regrets, write about it in the morning, and then pick one thing and go in that direction. Uh, you're speaking to my 20-year-old self, especially the it's never going to be a perfect time. Like it's, it's, and it's never going to be easy because I think, I think we associate having it be the perfect time with also having it be a little bit more easy. And that's just, that's just not true. But I love what you said about listening to what comes up and picking one thing. And I think that's the key, uh, especially when you have a generator brain and it's throwing 50 things at you is <laughs> just to kind of look through like, what is the one thing that I'm truly excited to pick and jump into right now? So speaking of that, and speaking of courage, you've been doing a 30-day Instagram challenge where you've been going live every single day. And I think you're on day 20. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Okay. So it, did this come to you in that way? Was this one of those ideas? Yes. This was one of those moments where I just went for it and I didn't let myself think about it too much. So I saw Rachel Moriarty. Rachel Moriarty is an interior designer. She's based in San Diego, California. And she popped up on my feed. She is lovely. She's colorful. She's wonderful. And she was doing a 30-day challenge. I saw her day one and I just said to myself, I'm going to do that. And I just hit play, record, and I did it. And I didn't let myself get too bogged down in it. Again, not bogged down in the perfection of it. Like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to do? I just was like, I'm just going to show up. This is a huge challenge for me to do it. And I'm going to do it. And so, yeah, I'm on day 20. And it is one of those things where I've been thinking to myself, like, wow, do a 30-day challenge. And number one, you're going to realize, like, how slow time is, you know, because I'm like, oh, my God, 30 days. What have I done? And at the same time, it is Again, it's about the stories that we tell ourselves. I'm telling myself the story that I can trust myself. I can show up. I can feel awkward and it's still okay. I can not look perfect because what's perfect anyway. And mm -hmm. I can be weird. I can be silly. Um, I posted something yesterday where then I did a, a story about it where I listened back to myself. I said the word um a thousand times. <laughs> and, and so I said to myself, okay this is so wonderful for me to see because I don't want to be a person who's saying um all the time. So I'm taking this as a lesson instead of beating myself up and being embarrassed about who saw it. Take it as a lesson. Lori, just learn from that. Look at how you're saying all those ums. Next time when I go on, like later today, I'm going to try not to say so many ums. So, I mean, I know you've done the 30 day challenge in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, it's just interesting showing up for ourselves this way. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, very much so. My um is actually a so. So. Oh. <laughs> so. so everything is so. And and most of my stories start with so on my Instagram. So that it's 
I just did it. But that is interesting because I have noticed the same thing about myself. But here's the thing. You may not want to you may not want to completely nix all of the ums. I don't know if you read the book that I recommended to you. And for everybody listening, get yourself into not a physical book, get yourself into the audiobook of um, Permission to Speak by Samara Bay. And she gets into this whole way that we think we have to show up and speak in order to truly be heard and received. And it's based in these ideals that aren't necessarily applicable. And her, what it boils down to for her, and I don't want to dumb down her message because it's so well researched. Um, but she actually talks about how those little parts of your speech from like vocal fry to upspeak to the things that we do to our ums, if those are backed by passion and heart and people are being drawn into what you are saying, then it is effective speech. So mm -hmm. I don't know if I've convinced you to at least read it or maybe put a hold on getting rid of the ums completely because there may be something in the way that you speak naturally that is drawing people in. I like it. Okay. I know you recommended it. I have not read it yet, but now you have fully convinced me. And I also want to share it with my son who does speech and debate. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it's for anybody who needs to get people impassioned and, and especially for somebody doing speech and debate because you're assigned a side. So you aren't always feeling incredibly passionate about the side that you're assigned to argue. And I think that there's a lesson to be learned there as well. Uh, so yeah, get, get the copy, check it out. And Samara, you're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about the 30 day challenge. I want to know, uh, you said that it was kind of surprising because 30 days is feeling really long to you. I feel like it's gone by quickly. Of course, that's what it always looks like from the outside. But what is one thing that has been most surprising about the 30 day challenge for you that you didn't anticipate? Let's see. The most surprising thing that I didn't anticipate is how comfortable I feel on camera speaking in real time because cut to six months ago, a year ago, and definitely beyond. I never would have done this, never would have showed up like this. It would have been too scary, embarrassing, awkward, all of those things. So the surprise is wait a second, it actually doesn't feel so uncomfortable just popping on and, and talking. Mm, I can see that. And you know what I like about that too? I see that you have the support of your family to do it. Um, yes. Because, you know, your family, Jonathan and Owen, get on the stories with you sometimes. And it's just, it's so beautiful when you have that acceptance and that support from your family. And it makes the changes that you are trying to implement stick. Yeah. You know, it's sweet that you say that because as you're saying this, I think about this where my family who knows me the best of anybody, and I would say especially my husband, and he really appreciates all my quirks and my silliness and my loudness and my whatever makes me me that I, in the past, perhaps I was a little too uh, shy to bring out, even though we used to perform together. Singing's different than talking and just being me. You know, he has said to me over the past, like, let yourself be seen, you know, let your let your Lori self be fully seen. And having that support and hearing that has definitely been helpful for me, because I know that these people who I show on the Instagram with me love me exactly as I am. 
And so I'm starting to like roll that out a little bit more like, oh, okay. Yeah, I can show my people too. I can show all of the things as long as I'm comfortable, as long as they're comfortable and let a little bit more of myself be seen. So. And I think that's amazing because that can be the biggest thing that holds somebody back is what is my family going to think or my family isn't necessarily supporting me doing this thing. And so it stops us before we even start. And the fact that you have that support and they're like, go for it. In fact, bring a little bit more of your own moxie to it is just really beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah, that's right. And that's also making me think that one of the regrets, one of the regrets um, that Bronnie Ware talks about, she wrote a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. One of the biggest regrets that people had was essentially, I wish I let myself live a life that was authentic to me. I wish that I allowed myself to be seen and live my own truth and live authentically and not the way others expected me to. And that one has really hit home for me. And that one has really been a guiding light, especially in these past six months, since I have been releasing my own things into the world. Just keeping that in mind has been like a guiding light for me. I don't think I can top that. That's really good, Lori. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... That hits home on so many fronts. I that's that's the argument to do anything right there, you know. That's right. You know, I mean at the end of the day, if you can't be yourself around the people you love, then when can you do it? You're waiting until you have the house to yourself. I mean, you know. And and sometimes that change is in fact I was just talking to my son about this. Sometimes that change that you're bringing forward and showing people for the first time can be a little jarring for the people that know you like, oh, okay, you, you do this now. But that change or that newness is only new for a short period of time. And then it's just something you do. So I think if that's holding anybody back, um, things are only new for a brief period of time. And then it's just a part of you. That's a good point. I love that. Yeah. Well, I have three things if you're up for it. Three kind of quick questions that I want to end the episode with. And they're really easy, I think. No pressure. Just tell me what comes to the top of mind. And uh, yeah, you ready? I'm ready. I love this. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Okay. So the first one is a two-part question. I'd like to know the last book you read and also the last book you didn't finish. Okay. The last book I just read was On Our Best Behavior by Elise Lunin, and I highly recommend it. The last book I didn't finish. Okay, so it is a book called Power Versus Force, Hmm. and it was highly recommended. And I have to say, I am open to going back to it. I opened it, and I thought to myself, I'm not ready for this yet, but I still have it in my pile of books because I've had this experience with other books in the past where I've opened a book and I've said, I'm not ready for this now. And then I go back to it. It could be a year, it could be two years later, and it is my favorite book. So Power Versus Force, it is kind of in that spiritual self-development um, arena. Uh, that is such a good answer. Uh, that book for me that I wasn't ready for is uh, Big Magic. <laughs> I have never read Big Magic. Mm. Yeah. It's one keeps getting recommended to me. And I admit the more somebody, the more people recommend the same book, the more I dig my heels in because it's just setting the expectations really high. And I've started and stopped and started the stopped with big magic. And I finally finished it. And I took, I took what I 
was intended for me from it. But that was, uh, that was one that I, it took a long time to be ready for it. Yeah, because it's all about creativity. So actually, it's really good for where you are right now. <laughs> so here I am recommending it to you. <laughs> you might enjoy it, though. <laughs> I mean, I've heard about it for years. For some reason, I just haven't picked it up. But there's always time, always time for more books. Yes. And I hear you on Elise Lunen's book. Amazing. I've read it twice now. It just blew my mind. It's so Ooh, good. Right so, on. Yeah. Okay, Lori, question number two, your favorite song to sing. Oh, Lisa, I sing all the time. I sing all day long. What is my favorite song to sing? I think that it depends on where I am because I love singing musicals. It could be a song that I used to sing to my children when they were little. And it was a song that I think I learned at camp and it would put them to sleep. And it was the type of thing where I sang to them so much that I would just start to sing the first few lines and they would just like the eyes would flutter closed. And oh my God, as I'm sitting here, I was going to sing a couple lines to it, but now my mind is blank. But it was just like, it's like this old folk song. Today, while the blossoms still cling to the vine, I'll taste your strawberries, I'll drink your sweet wine. A million tomorrows shall all pass away. There I forget all the joy that is mine today. And it goes, it goes on. (laughs) That's so beautiful. It reminds me of an Irish lullaby that I know as well. Yeah. so pretty. Yeah, that would that would do it for me, too. That would totally ease me into sleep. <laughs> yeah, it was sweet. <laughs> um, OK, thank you for the performance, by the way. I love it. You're welcome. <laughs> Great, our, my last question. What are you most proud of? Oh, I am most proud of my morning practice, my devotion to myself and my personal journey the journey for my spirit, for my soul. I am very devoted and interested in it. And this is not in a religious way. This is just in a way of like wanting to show up for myself. And so I think that this practice that I put into place with my rituals and my routines, it makes me so happy. And then it makes me very proud that I've made this commitment And I show up for myself literally every single day. And I don't miss a day. Sometimes the time might be a little bit off, depending like if we're on a vacation or something. But I'm really proud of the way that I continue to show up for myself and tell myself that story that I matter and my journey here on this earth and in this lifetime matters. And it's just one of those things that brings me great joy. Oh, that is so beautiful. The the message that you matter is really beautiful. I think that resonates with us all. Yeah. 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 Lori, you're such a light yourself. I hope ah, you- Lisa. <laughs> and you are such a delight. And I'm enjoying watching your growth. And I am being reminded of what's important and being given a massive dose of sunshine every time I'm in your world. So I'm excited to watch what you do. I know you're going to do great things. You're going to continue to do great things. And I'm excited to follow you on your journey to what's next. Thank you so much, Lisa. And let me just reflect back to you how much I appreciate you and how you serve as inspiration to me. I love seeing what you're doing and how you're showing up and how you are creative and run your business and are there for so many different people. 
Um, you are such a light in this world. So I appreciate you. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Oh, thank you. I receive all of that. Thank you, Lori. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. And that brings us to the end of another episode. I love to hear your thoughts and takeaways on these episodes, so let's keep the conversation going. Have a question you want me to answer on the pod? Drop me a line on Instagram. I'm at The Golden Brand Co. And then head on over to the website, thegoldenbrand.com, to learn how we can work together and to download our free and popular Ultimate Guide to Mood Board Mastery. Until next time, my friend, with love and lots of moxie, Lisa. Lisa.